0: The title of this, uh, this message chosen for today is A Saint Named Stephen. At least that was the title that I chose back in January when I was planning out these, uh, these Easter sermons. Uh, I love Saint Stephen. He is an amazing example of faith. He was one of the first deacons uh, of the church. He served the, uh, the marginalized, people who were marginalized physically and, and spiritually. He was the first of the saints, the first of the the Christians to die for the faith. He's a a marvelous example of mercy and forgiveness, which you would grab from the very end of the reading, where he forgives the people who are stoning him, but you might not have gotten in the middle, and I'd really encourage you to go back and read everything that Stephen actually said, because it kind of sounds like he gets in this debate with them, and he just comes in and punches him in the mouth, uh, but uh, uh, there's a whole bunch before that it, it, it's like a long sermon it's a whole chapter, and he actually draws them in, and it's, it's, a, it's a powerful message of God's salvation to the, the people of Israel the, the whole way through before he kind of turns the screws on them and says, and by the way this Messiah that God had promised you killed him he's a, he's a really really neat person to look up to So, that's the title that I chose back in January. And now, it's May. And we've been shut into our homes for two months. And I'm not convinced that this is the message that we need today. I think that, like Stephen, we we should be thinking about how do we care for our neighbor? How do we share the love of Jesus with the people in our community? How do we help the hurting? How do we share the hope that Jesus has given to us? A hope that gives us courage to to face a death that, God willing, will be far less gruesome than Stephen's. But as much as I dig Stephen and am in awe of his example, I think it's the hope that Jesus gave Stephen. The hope that, that Jesus gives you and me That needs to be our focus today. Friends, let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus said that. I have to confess that there have been a lot of days recently that my heart has been troubled. How about you? I'm troubled about people getting sick. I'm troubled about not being able to, to easily gather for worship. I'm troubled about where you all are at. I'm troubled that someone might think, worshiping from home on a live stream is pretty darn comfy. And maybe I don't want to come back to the building. I am troubled about the economy. I'm troubled how people are, are polarized and reacting to each other with, with labels where people who disagree with them, they, they act like they are morally or intellectually inferior. I'm troubled that, that there are lonely people, that depression and anxiety are worsening, and that we're separated from the people that we love. I'm troubled, this isn't something that would normally trouble me. I'm, I'm troubled that, that the tax revenue has gone really rather down, uh, except in two areas. The alcohol tax and the tobacco tax have gone way up. That's consumption, folks. There's a lot of drinking and smoking going on out there. And I'm a little bit worried about what, what does that mean for us? I'm troubled because Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, and my heart is sometimes troubled. Can you relate? Or is it just me again? When Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, he did not intend that statement to be a point that we beat ourselves up with. He he doesn't just, you know, kind of go about and say, don't worry, be happy. You know, hitch up your grin and let's move along. As though we could just ignore what goes on in the world around us. In fact, he gives us the cure for our troubled hearts. He says, believe in God, believe also in me. In Philippians 4, verse 7, we learn that there is a peace, a peace that, that surpasses all understanding, that guards our hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our peace, and his death on the cross atoned for the sins that, that separated us from God. They, they made it possible so that we could have peace with God. And when he says, believe in God, believe also in me, I think he's speaking of that peace and that reconciliation that we have in Jesus. For us, that belief is, is rooted in what Jesus has done, including the fact that he has risen from the dead when you look at the cross and you see what Jesus was willing to do to save you, do you really think he's going to abandon you now? Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you. This world that we live in with its, its sickness, its death, its isolation, its fears and frustrations, this is not our home. We dwell here as aliens, as foreigners, awaiting a better and more permanent home after the resurrection. You and I live as people with a, with a new identity. A new identity, but in an old world. An old and dying world. In Christ Christ. Your identity has changed. You have become a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people. That that was the identity. We were nobodies. But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, you were people who lived under God's wrath because of sin, but now you have received mercy. That reality has broken into your life. And that's why your heart, my heart, need not be troubled. That reality of, of God's transformation is what allowed Stephen to, to forgive those people who stoned him. That reality of God's acceptance and mercy is what transformed the young man that was mentioned, just you know, very briefly there, a young man by the name of Saul, transformed him into Paul, the apostle and messenger of the gospel to the Gentiles, the outsiders the marginalized. The reality that God chose you in Jesus to call you out of darkness into his marvelous light is what gives you the ability to proclaim God's goodness even now. To believe that everything is going to be okay. Even if okay doesn't come until we see the heavens opened and Jesus, the Son of Man, standing at the right hand of God. Jesus invites us today to believe him. Believe his promises. Believe his forgiveness. Believe his word. And if we have trouble taking him at his word... He invites us to believe on the basis of the works that he did. And that includes his death and resurrection. He invites us to believe him and to ask, to pray in his name, to pray as Jesus teaches us to pray, like dear children speaking to their beloved father. So... Is your heart troubled like mine has been? Jesus is preparing a place for you. He will not abandon you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he will see you through this. And if you still feel trouble, call out in prayer. He has promised to hear and to answer you. Amen.